0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65.
1: I'm Abigail. And I'm Pax. Uh, so this week uh, we have a couple of things on our Weekend update. We have uh, Gwenverse number two it has been delayed by a week till uh, April the 20th, uh, which is 420. And uh, we will be celebrating uh, that date with uh, the the new issue then instead. Um, and we will also be getting a new Gwen appearance, potentially in a comic uh, on uh, the Marvel Unlimited comic app. Uh, it's a new Spider-Verse comic, and Gwen says one line in the first issue of it. So we'll see how that develops.
0: Yeah, they promised that Gwen's going to be appearing more in that Spider-Verse Unlimited Infinity comic because uh, in the letter to the editor, it said that the next story is going to be a Miles-centric story co-starring Pete and Gwen. Mm-hmm. So she might get a little bit more play there.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if we did review that, we'd probably review it as a whole when it's all finished. So, And it will definitely finish before Gwenverse is finished, so we'll see at the end of this then, I suppose. What else? Uh, There's also uh, a new solicit now for Gwenverse number four. We're going to meet an 80s era eccentric genius, Gwen Stacy, who became Iron Gwen. Um, So we're going to see how that is. According to to the
0: solicit here, it says Iron Gwen. Spider Gwen thought she had seen it all until she met the ever-eccentric genius Gwen Stacy of 1989, and she's got a powerful suit of armor to match, but will the added firepower of Iron Gwen be enough to take on? I'm gonna redact this.
1: Oh, yeah, we should redact, we, yeah, yeah for, for, the, for the villain, which we will discuss in some length uh, later on in this podcast episode. Hey, um, I, I, I didn't hear the word CEO. That's not a word. The abbreviation CEO in that uh solicit so I'm I'm glad that our, our Iron Gwen hopefully isn't a CEO. You think it'll just be like a Riri Williams situation? Yeah, I mean I mean hey, plenty plenty of characters have one iron powered suit whatever the the from the iron sort of lot of characters and not being CEOs or billionaires. You know, they're usually smart people of course but um they don't they don't they don't have to exploit people in capitalism. They don't have to do that.
0: But how would you feel if it turns out that Iron Gwen is the CEO of a uh, Stacey Tech?
1: Uh, I would not stand. I w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't wouldn't approve. Um, but but you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, you'd have to read it, but but alas.
0: Yeah, I think here's hoping that Iron Gwen isn't a CEO for your sake, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, at least <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, I think that concludes our weekend update. I know, I know, we went through it pretty quick, but a lot is a lot is happening compared to like when we first started the podcast. So there is that, but yeah, uh, we'll keep you updated, especially anything post Gwenverse. That's what we're kind of looking at now. It's kind of like where, where is this all headed? Because uh, obviously, this is a limited series. But yeah, um, folks, we're reading new Ghost Spider Gwen sixty five comic books. we we're, we're reading stuff that came out. In the past couple of weeks, it's wild. It's a new era. Uh, it's 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 very cool because um, uh, obviously in the last episode uh, we did into the Spider Verse with Evan, which was very very cool. Uh, but before that, we were reading Spider Gwen comics uh, from all over the place, uh, from where she had um, supporting appearances but speaking roles, and uh, we, we we read Last Remains, and uh, that era is very much behind us at least for now and we're we're now delving back into titles which have gwen somewhere in the name at least a couple of times as in this comic um well at least this time she's the main character she is the main character in this book. In fact, she is several main characters in this book. Um, so we're going to see how that is. Um, so this uh, this new comic uh, was written by uh, Tim Seeley and has art by Jodie Nishijima and colours by Frederico Blee. Um, and we're going to, yeah, that's uh, we're we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all about this comic. Um, we're going to do a synopsis. We do recommend to read this comic on Comixology, uh, or from your local comic book store, wherever it is available to you. Um, first, before listening to this podcast, um, however, we will do a, a quick synopsis, because it's a quick synopsis, because it's only one, one issue. I say it is, it's over a page I'm looking at here, but um, we're, we're going to do this synopsis here, uh, so that we're all on the same page, so that we can all remember, so that I can remember, because I, only, I wrote this two days ago, and I've already forgotten half of it, um, but yes, let's get into it. On Earth-65, the she Bodega Bandit terrorizes a rather nonplussed store owner, while Gwen, also quite unimpressed, holds an armful of energy drinks. A random bystander recognizes her, and Gwen tiredly swings into action and quickly suspends this, quote, low-super, unquote, villain from the ceiling. Gwen harshly chides the she Bodega Bandit before leaving.
0: Gwen's long-lived trip to the bodega left her late for a birthday gig the Mary Janes were playing. MJ expresses frustration that if Gwen doesn't have time for the Mary Janes when they need her, what hope does she have as a friend?
1: Captain Stacy watched back the footage of the fight with the She-Bodega Bandit on social media and noted that Gwen's skills have been improving, presumably from time spent superheroing on Earth-616. He disapproves, considering the higher number of superpowered threats over there Gwen expresses that she isn't an outsider there, she could be cool, but Captain Stacy laments that she'd rather be anybody's hero than his. Gwen finds that she is disappointing everyone that she loves.
0: Meanwhile, many years from now, at the very end of the space-time continuum, an end-of-the-universe concert is being played by Finale, the ultimate artist. With the assistance of her Terminal Six, she has created the Finalizer, which will send a temporal profile of herself back to the continuum so that she can live over and over again as
1: different heroes of legend. Finale uses the bodies of everyone in the concert as fuel cells petrifying them into stone and powering the machine. It goes awry when Gwen, moving through the multiverse, accidentally bumps into the temporal profile, mixing up the signal and falling adrift. Spider Zero catches her and takes her back to Earth-65.
0: Back home, they find that everything has changed with police mechas and statues of Asgardians everywhere. MJ finds them, seeing that Gwen is Ghost Spider. She seems surprised but happy that Gwen is a superhero. One of the police mechas interrupts their embrace and attempts to arrest Gwen and Spider-Zero, but the two swing away. MJ immediately offers up Gwen's identity to the cop, and he heads after them.
1: Spider-Zero assesses what is happening to Earth-65 as being caused by the temporal anomaly that Gwen got zapped by, having dispersed multiple versions of her throughout time. Gwen is confused as to why this would disrupt reality for the worse so much as she is a good guy, surely. They are interrupted by the police mecha who returns with a vengeance.
0: He is revealed to be none other than a deeply disappointed George Stacy, who is willing to stop Gwen himself. Gwen escapes his clutches by snapping off one of the robot arms, while Spider Zero dispatches her solo further into the timeline to collect the variants and stop them from damaging the timeline.
1: Gwen finds herself in circa 800 CE and witness to Vikings worshipping none other than Thor Gwen. She mirrors Gwen in every way except that she is confident. Focused and unburdened by guilt, Thor-Gwen seeks to prove herself by showing her power, revealing the existence of space gods, but Ghost Spider swings in and snatches her Mjolnir away to stop the event from progressing further.
0: Thor-Gwen fights with Ghost Spider, taking back Mjolnir and vowing that she will be adored. Gwen realizes that Thor-Gwen has part of her, but it's amplified. She wants to be worshipped, and that means that she's going to have to deal with the one person she doesn't like very much right now,
1: Gwen Stacy. Back at the end of time, Finale is frustrated with her failed attempt to send herself back through time. She tasks the Terminal Six with destroying the different Gwen variants, with the help of the returned Gwen Stacy of the heroes reborn timeline. Nightbird! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! I, I, it's my own exclamation. Yeah. So, so like, so when we had the thought to review the Night Gwen comic it was like a fun idea like oh look it's a fun Gwen Stacy adjacent thing uh, this isn't going to tie into the Spider-Gwen comics and yet here she is in the Spider-Gwen comics. so look how that worked out.
0: Who knew that covering Nightbird would go great for us
1: it did. It did. We have that episode now. And and I'm actually, I will say this, Nightbird is probably the one Gwen Stacy variant I'm most excited to see. Because she's the only one that's actually pre-existing. Like, all of these other ones are kind of, you know, they're new to this event. But, like, actually seeing other Gwens that exist in the multiverse, I think, is very interesting.
0: And that, listeners, you might be thinking, wait a minute, wasn't the last time we saw Gwen and MJ, they were stranded on 616 because of King and Black? And the answer, it's supposed to be yes, because I actually tweeted at Tim Seeley, wondering if this is supposed to take place before or after King and Black. It's after.
1: Yeah. So, um, um, the, the the continuity is is it the plane that? So you know how I said, look, I don't want to throw shade at Tim Seeley. I appreciate he he, he you know, he, I want to throw some shade, um. The, this is glossing over the ending, right, of what was happening with Gwen versus Carnage. This is glossing over the ending of the Ghost Spider book itself. This is taking maybe the status quo that, like, the 2019 Ghost Spider launch had, right, where uh, Gwen had the whole jewel school thing, wasn't really superheroing in 616, was superheroing in 65. Um, it's kind of Taking the vibe from there, it's not taking the whole the Storm siblings have just ta- have just exiled her thing. You do not get an impression of that, and it's not taking the well, it's definitely not taking the trapped in six one six thing that the end of Gwen and versus Carnage was doing. Um, and so, uh, one of two things is either happening. They are carefully preserving that storyline in some way for either Sean and Maguire or a different book, just generally speaking, to cover. Or they are ignoring it altogether and just glossing right past it, hoping it's... The, or, actually, no, there is a third one. Or Tim Seeley is going to circle back around to it at some point in this event. I doubt it. But it's not off the table. This isn't This isn't over. This isn't finished. Um, but that said, um, if you were hoping for answers to stuff about what's going on with M. Jarnage, what's going on with Gwen's powers, why is Gwen Gwen aiming out so much, I don't think we're going to get that here.
0: Yeah, going into this, you feel like something is missing, but then um, the thought hits you that yeah, maybe like you said, that they're gonna save this for later, or maybe just when the uh, relaunch I'm hoping uh, comes out, they're just gonna say this issue takes place before Gwenverse.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely. I guess we'll find out. Like part of me, I, what I really wanted to see, really more than anything from Marvel, as far as Gwen is concerned, is something from Sean and Maguire putting at least some kind of bookend to her saga but i, I don't know if we'll get that i, I honestly uh, in her interview she still seemed ambiguous as whether or not she'd ever get it um yeah. so yeah. yeah
0: yeah she even told us that she was setting up sue storm and m jarnage to be gwen's latest arch nemeses
1: yeah and i would have liked that i would have liked maybe like the kind of evil fantastic four things she was trying to go for over there and and yeah but anyway uh that's that um and and I don't I don't know if it's necessarily worse. I like fr- I mean really. Um, like Tim Seeley, like that's a that's a lot of baggage for him to pick up. Like he somebody's given him a Gwen book and then he reads the ending of the last issue and goes, What? Oh man. Um, like does he have to pick up all the storylines? Is it his obligation? Whatever, whatever. Um, either way, we are where we are. This is the book we've got. This is the status quo we've got. And I will say this, I like this by the Gwen book. I think at least this first issue is good. It's well put together. It gets the vibe right. Um, obviously, Seely's voice for Gwen is a little bit different, but I don't think that's in a bad way. I think it's a good Gwen. I think it's a good MJ. I think um, the way that it's playing in particular with Gwen's shortcomings, very interesting. And it's also getting the tone right. It's angsty, but it's goofy. And that's the kind of genre that like Gwen's books kind of should sit in, in my opinion. Um, and it gets that.
0: At least they don't make her too perky like they did with
1: Costa. Yeah, and yeah, like Gwen Gwen herself is obviously a very angsty person and and they use that like she's clearly very stressed about her shortcomings, um, and very stubborn about keeping said shortcomings as well. But at the same time um, she's in a very goofy-looking environment. Like, Earth-65, they talk about it being low-super, they talk about it, whatever. Like, she's this, ah, oh, I'm so down on her look, teenager or whatever, Um, and she's fighting crime. Um, But the crime is really, really silly. Like, the crime is the she-bodega bandit, which also, very funny, very, very cool. And I think that it nails that, right? Like, um, just, just, just in terms of the kind of genre that I would want from a Spider-Gwen book, like, I'm getting, you're getting the... The, the the angst you're even getting like some of the tension that they're building with mary jane that's good um or or the way that they build her, like like my opinion i i came away from this and i was like oh i'm pleased it was done well what they did was done well i think Seems
0: like you're describing the plot of an anime to me.
1: I mean, I I think anime is definitely more self-series. I think think a lot, and this is true for a lot of comics as well, a lot of them can be quite goofy, like if you describe them to somebody, but the comic itself isn't very aware of that. Um, And I'm not saying that comics should be cynical about the worlds that they're in. Like, I don't think this book is cynical, but it's aware of that. And it uses it to you know it uses it one as part of the tension it's using it as, but like part of gwen's own view of herself and her self-worth comes from the fact that she doesn't exist in a world where she gets to like fight the end of the world like she didn't gwen never fights an apocalypse right she never yeah. which is on 65 anyway yeah. um like, but um, like, but that she is using that fact, um, you know, like it's aware of it, and the people in the world are aware of it, um, and they're aware that things are more dangerous in other places, where, and they're aware that things are kind of goofy here. Um, but it's not done in a cynical way; it's still coming from a good place where there's still love for that vibe. Like, it doesn't want to deconstruct that, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I also pretty much noticed that in terms of Gwen's angstiness, she kind of regressed back into her Latour characterization in terms of she's practically self-loathing in this issue
1: yeah and i think it's something they play around with a lot is maybe like this idea that like gwen is just not really juggling her um her relationships and her band and her schooling and her superheroing well right like this is something they always come back to and i think it's it's classic uh, thing to come back to, I think it's good and fine. Um, and the way they kind of resolved it in, like, Ghost Spider, at least for this kind of temporary stretch, is they kind of had her actively start cutting things out in kind of maybe an aggressive way. Um, would would actively stop doing certain aspects of it, and it clearly, like, you, you you know, more of Ghost Spider was focused on the fact that like she had stopped doing like a superheroing on Earth sixty five to be able to focus and have a good time to. With this, she is actually trying to balance all the things, um, and it's and it's at the point where she's she she can very visibly see, I think, that she is disappointing everybody in that process. Um, you know, they talk about like something's going to give; everything is giving. Um, I I and I, I does feel like you know, let's say if Gwen did return to superheroing after what happened in the Sean and Maguire comics, that yeah, that this this kind of would would line up well with what's going on.
0: Yeah, her self-loathing is pretty much reflected in her uh, inner thoughts when she says that no matter how far she tries to run, she can never get away with the one person she doesn't like so much right now.
1: Right, and and I think, yeah, and, and I mean to an extent, like you you know, especially if you look at what happened in Gwennon versus Carnage, it wouldn't not make sense for her to be in that state. I don't I don't feel like that's a regression necessarily, you know?
0: Yeah, but what I found really weird was that when MJ called out Gwen for her Ie Gwen starting the band to get attention, I'm thinking, mm, did, did we read the same book because Gwen was never really one for attention except for the fact that when she first got her powers, she wanted to use it for attention like, like she was playing d- the drums upside down on TV. But uh, MJ was the one that started the band and then Gwen just tagged along.
1: Well, I, I think the way, the way I read that and I, the way I read a lot of stuff from Mary Jane is because Mary Jane, obviously she criticizes Gwen a lot. And this happens in the Latour books. It happens in Maguire's stuff as well, where MJ will say something that is like wrong. Like she's she's saying something that's like clearly coming from her perspective um, and isn't accounting for perhaps the reality of what's going on. Like she doesn't have a lot of self awareness, for instance, about the fact that the band is called the Mary Janes. Um, you know, it's, it's it's part of the the joke of that character. Like what she's saying isn't literally true to the canon of what's happening, but rather from her perspective. Gwen does do a lot of stuff for attention. You know, Gwen. You know, like we know it historically. Gwen does do a lot of stuff for attention, yeah. and has at least done a lot of stuff that has garnered a lot of attention and um yeah like i mean from mj like obviously like gwen isn't necessarily doing anything wrong but like mj does have cause to be upset that gwen isn't prioritizing her as highly as clearly she wants um and it's not necessarily even in i think a disingenuous way like here it's not even just the band like for mj she sees herself separate from the band as somebody that who, who wants to have at least a friendship with gwen
0: yeah at least that's a little bit of acknowledgement from king and black because i think um i'm implying when she said after all of the crap we've been through that must have been uh well one part of it must have been during king and black because it's like i know i joined with the evil space god and tried to kill you a few months ago and we're trying to uh sort out our friendship but get your priorities
1: straight right and yeah honestly it did kind of feel like that it kind of felt like 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 both of them were conscious of some of the stuff that like um, angry mj angry m john really was was saying during during that book right like because because obviously she was saying all these things about like um gwen neglecting their friendship yeah like gwen neglects. right right so like maybe maybe they you know like you could you could see that you know how how that would connect up there and um, and where they kind of are right now which is kind of they're in a recovery process and i think maybe ever since gwen got out of prison they really tried they've they've still been trying to find their feet um you know they haven't fully developed that out yet really have they i don't
0: think no that's why i felt like there was something missing in between Gwen versus carnage and gwen versus
1: yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, I think a lot of it's just time passed and you can put a lot of stuff down to like time passing and you can kind of, you know, if if you line things up in the right way, um, you can kind of do a time jump and kind of just let the reader assume away as to what's happened in between. And, you know, I think you can do that with a few points in here. Yeah. And uh,
0: going back to uh, Gwen with um, how she's practically self-loathing herself right now. Um, well because of what finale did she has to face all of the aspects of her personality split five different ways and you know she doesn't really want to deal with herself right now but she has to anyway
1: yeah and and um i i think honestly i think this is a really interesting framework what they're trying to do here is is kind of in a meta way they have they have like they maybe what they're gonna do like an issue or weakness, like each hero that Gwen fights is gonna represent perhaps a different aspect of of a personality, which is uh like for instance, like Thor Gwen's got all this confidence, all of this desire for attention and, and worship and whatever, which in fairness Gwen does have to a point, I think
0: I'm kind of assuming that Gwen Vereen might be representative of her angsty side,
1: yeah and and you know you can you can kind of you You can kind of work your way through it, maybe maybe you know like captain gwen Mar- uh, Gwen America's like uh Gwen or whatever is is an example of maybe Gwen being uh too too much about too copy i don't know i I don't know how they're gonna do it um but and, I guess we'll find out
0: and maybe iron Gwen might be uh, the only thing I can think of is arrogance.
1: Yeah, I sort of maybe they're doing arrogance with Thorgrin. I guess we'll find out. But either way, it seems like they're they're using each of these to talk about maybe a different thing with Gwen and and Gwen and the person will fight. Maybe Gwen will try to recruit them, and the whole pro- time she's like unpacking that particular weakness that, or shortcoming or 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 even maybe strength that's showing through with these individuals. And I'm looking forward to that.
0: So is she supposed to like reabsorb her variants, or are they pretty much their own people now?
1: I was thinking this uh, when this event ends, because, right, like, presumably Earth 65 will go back to normal, or at least it will have the effects of these variants completely mitigated. Does that involve eliminating them? Like like how you said like being reabsorbed or does that mean like putting them in their own timelines? Like, will we see the return of Thor Gwen? Like, if this is a particularly successful series, like in like in the next Gwen thing, will we see them on a interdimensional call or something together? Will they continue to like exist as separate individuals?
0: Um, because yeah, there is this whole conundrum of if Gwen is successful in reabsorbing them or if they really are their own people is earth 65 just going to branch into different realities?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think they could do that or or maybe the the explanation for however these heroes reborn characters are coming back would explain it as well.
0: No, it's just it's kind of like just like how earth 8 was technically a branch of earth 65.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Like I or at least they were tied in some way, I got the sense. Too much time travel logic. Yeah, like I got I got the impression that even though like stuff had changed in Earth Sixty Five that that didn't stop what was happening over there from happening, you know.
0: Yeah. But with uh Gwen fighting her Thor variant, uh it seems that she's worthy of Mjolnir, and I'm thinking uh and everyone else was probably thinking whether or not if the worthiness enchantment was still in effect for Mjolnir.
1: Yeah, I um I mean it's it's also possible that like it was because cause looking at the character of Thor Gwen, I didn't get the feeling that, like, that character was worthy, you know? Like, I didn't, like, Thor Gwen didn't feel worthy, but maybe it's specifically tied to Gwen.
0: If the hammer was keyed to her DNA?
1: Yeah, or, or, or personality or soul or whatever. Um, maybe it went along those lines.
0: Because uh, my theory was that um, if all of these different Gwen variants is if it's just like a Donald Blake situation, because how Donald Blake worked was he was Thor's human host when he was exiled to Earth, and they practically merged into one person until Donald Blake, through unspecified circumstances, became his own person. Yeah. So did Gwen's essence when she was split into five? Did they just go into different people? I think,
1: I you know that's possible. I think they're going to get into it a bit more. I think I think with the Thor Gwen thing, they will maybe elaborate a bit more on her origin, perhaps, or at least with the other ones after her. We'll see how that process happens.
0: And it's because uh, I think it's just because Thor Gwen, her civilian identity is Gwendolyn Janice instead of just Gwen Stacy.
1: Yeah. Um. So like you could see Gwen being born into a different family, perhaps, like it's a reincarnation type thing where it's like the same person but they're being it's a new external circumstance, you know?
0: But she called uh Loki her brother. Well Thor-Gwen called Loki her brother, so I'm thinking, was she
1: adopted by the Aesir? That's a good question. Like, is gwen actually as guardian then in the end? Or is it or is that part of the mythology she's trying to build there? You know, is she like trying to convince everybody of her own because she told
0: Gwen that um before she found the hammer, she was just a simple farm girl that no one took attention to until she found it.
1: Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll find out what's going on with that maybe in the next one. I'm looking forward to the Thor Gwen issue, at least.
0: Well, next issue is it's technically a Thor Gwen slash Cap Gwen issue. Hmm. Slash uh, whatever variant of Gwen that Cap has it out for.
1: Yeah. How is this all going to work out? I guess I... Hey... We'll we'll see how this all plays out. They've got five issues to do this all in and they have like five Gwen's, so they're gonna have to maybe do one or two a bit quicker than the others. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've already
0: said a lot about MJ like she yeah, she pretty much retains her Maguire characterization, didn't she?
1: Yeah, I got that vibe. Um and the, and if if you're a Gwen MJ shipper, um, for Earth sixty five at least, uh there's is definitely like they have not steered away from that vibe here. Um, yeah. Um so <laughs> But in the rewritten Earth
0: Sixty Five, that MJ, um, I said that she was pretty much similar to how Latour wrote her, where she's all, you know, nice and kind and supporting.
1: Well, I, I got the impression that like MJ's pretty counterculture. Like she's no she's no snitch. She wouldn't ever rat out Gwen. And I think maybe the point they were making with that is that she's just like really meek. And more than willing to to talk to the cops about Gwen.
0: But then when Robocop Captain Stacy (laughs) approached MJ, she was like, I can offer you up her identity.
1: Yeah. um, And uh, I liked... Yeah, no, I, th- I think that was an interesting moment. And it was a good way of, like, actually maybe streng- strengthening the Earth 65 characterization because because now we know that MJ65 doesn't talk to cops. So go MJ65, um, like that moment.
0: Uh, yeah, but you would think that she would actually directly bring up being one of the Goth King from Space's top lieutenants.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that would, I mean, I wouldn't i don't i don't think noel was much of an establishment figure you know when he came in there um they were exacerbating circumstances as well but but you know insofar as uh, mj being a counterculture type person um and also just generally like her whole vibe with gwen you know like i don't think it would you know clearly they were trying to say something about her there with with that being out of character for her, you know
0: yeah, I think um, just all in all, um, this characterization of MJ, even though there's some aspects from King and Black, and probably maybe that other crap also had to deal with the Jackal and the Man Wolf nearly blowing them up at the concert.
1: Yeah, and you know what's going on with that? Um, again, what's going on? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, I would have much rather seen stuff to do with that than than the whole multiverse thing. But we got what we got, I guess.
0: Yeah, but um, Captain Stacy here. Um, I was confused at the profile when he said that um he's a former
1: cop. When back in the Maguire run, he returned to the force. He did, and I had a lot of issues with with the way they did that because obviously, in the Latour run, he very publicly quits it because of all the issues that he has with the New York Police, and then and then uh, with the, especially with the Spider Gwen hunt and stuff, and then he comes back. Um, where they act like it's just a medical reason that he left in the Maguire run, and I felt like that was all that that in of itself was a pretty was playing pretty fast and loose with the continuity, but to have him become a former cop again, fine with that, no issues here.
0: But I'm thinking him leaving again, yeah, there must have been something missing there.
1: Yeah, yeah, either 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 Celia hadn't read that or like kind of, again, this has the vibe of like of of a very like kind of maybe that early status quo from the Ghost Spider comics as opposed to the later status quo that we ended up with. And I think part of that was Captain Stacy not being a cop and he only comes back maybe like issue number one. But again, like there's no chronological way where you can really make that line up because, you know, again, like going, yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. Um, and yeah, like I just, I'm not, I'm not missing him being a cop really at, at all.
0: Yeah, but I think the only thing that lined up between the last run and this run right now is that he was he's still disapproving of Gwen superheroing it up on six one six.
1: Yeah, like they, they I like this is an interesting inversion, right? Because obviously Captain Stacy when he finds out that Gwen is a hero, like he's like, oh oh man, you should stop doing this because it's so dangerous. And then and then obviously after time goes by, we see Gwen kind of kind of become maybe like the top top in a league on earth 65 um and and we kind of see that die back but obviously all this like adventuring on earth 616 he's now basically having the same conversations he was having like in like an old spider Gwen comics where like he's like oh yeah i'm what what are you doing, superheroing It's so dangerous. And she's like, "No, it's fine. I feel like somebody." Um. And you're like, "What's going on?"
0: Yeah, I think by practice that must have been referring to Last Remains and King in Black.
1: Yeah. Um. And and presumably Gwen still like does stuff like like it's saying like uh, yeah like like the, the the implication of practice also has like maybe more like repeated instances. So maybe not just because obviously like she doesn't get to do a whole lot of punching in those two events. Um like in the grand scheme of things um but but like more broadly speaking maybe she's just kind of she's actively trying to get better at her fighting she's actively trying to become a better crime fighter and she's like on a more regular basis hanging out with miles or peter or whoever
0: yeah she says that her reasoning for superheroing on 616 more often than at home was because she fits in with jess and miles and pete
1: yeah and and you kind of i mean you kind of get it right like Insofar as she, she does seem, at least socially speaking, pretty isolated, um, and she certainly doesn't have anybody in her life on Earth-65 who is actively encouraging the superheroing or actively helping her with it, really.
0: Yeah, I think it's implied that whenever she has a problem, she just runs away to 616.
1: Yeah, and and I do like that, it, that that this book is like engaging with, you know, practically speaking what would happen if Gwen has access to the multiverse, has access to that wealth of experience and and all those potential allies, you know, what goes on.
0: Did you catch that dark reminder from Captain Stacy that on 616, both he and Gwen are dead?
1: Yeah, and you kind of yeah, it's 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 yeah rough out there huh? like
0: except she's not the same Gwen that died over there
1: she isn't but maybe more like along I mean obviously the same the same threats I think perhaps that killed the Stacys of Earth 616 could you know hurt them really for the same reasons like obviously like the jackal is hunting Gwen 65 now jackal 616 is um, <laughs> and um, the green goblin uh, Norman Osborne, like he is, he he, um, gives particular attention to Gwen yeah. on on account of that fact. So like, um, you know, the same person who murdered her could, you know, knows she exists now,
0: become crazy again because Norman's pretty much harmless right now.
1: Yeah, he's harmless right now, but I I know there is a um writer in that Spidey office waiting in the wings to make him evil again and do a big Green Goblin arc where he kills off somebody and um uh I'm you know I worry for a girl <laughs> that's only um if they decide that they want to
0: remove Norman Osborne's sins from Ashley Kafka
1: yeah i, I don't know how they're going to handle all of that we'll see how beyond plays out really
0: well beyond ends well at the uh time of this recording beyond ends i think next week or the week after
1: yeah i should catch up um yeah um so i i um I also find it interesting how they made him a, um, a RoboCop in the rewritten reality. Um, he's in that mecha suit.
0: Yeah, he's like Ghost Spider. You're under arrest for
1: violating the Marvel laws. Like, what what are the Marvel laws? I don't know, but like, it's it's all very meta. It's why they they even mention the TVA in this. It's all very meta.
0: It's just like the Marvel laws. I was thinking of uh, in Loki when they arrest a variant. They say, "You're under arrest for your crimes against the sacred timeline."
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite interested to see what's what's going on. Really, um, yeah.
0: Is he more RoboCop or is he more like Judge Dredd or
1: Arbiturio? Yeah, no, it's the Judge Dredd thing, the Arbiturio thing, right? Like the the whole you know cop of a dystopian future with kind of executioner powers, you know. Although I guess that's also true, of RoboCop. I get they kind of sit in the same lane genre-wise, right?
0: Like him piloting the Mecha and stuff yeah
1: yeah no i had that impression
0: we have someone who we haven't seen in two years spider zero
1: right so spider zero comes out of nowhere in this book spider zero has not appeared in other gwen comics spider zero appeared in one title from 2019
0: yet 2019 to 2020 her last appearance was in Spider-Verse volume 3 number 6 written by Jed McKay.
1: Right, yeah, I I I think yeah, we may maybe we've mentioned it before on the podcast but but yeah, like she appeared in that she's she's helping out with the multiverse, she's doing thing. She yeah. has a very unique fashion sense.
0: She's the new Master Weaver.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and, and um yeah, so so she's she's now um quote-unquote or you put this in the notes here a girl in the chair for Gwen to to talk to while she goes about the multiverse
0: yeah and uh well when she caught Gwen did you notice that really dark joke that she made that she's been in enough universes to know that Gwen Stacy and falling are always a bad combination
1: yeah it made me wince it made me wince I mean there's already enough spine jokes on on Twitter you know
0: and there's also another joke that I saw on Facebook that Peter Parker's type of women is uh women who fall from great heights.
1: Well well, I mean yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that's choice.
0: But yeah, that was just a dark joke that someone made. Right,
1: I see. Gotcha. Um Yeah, uh I guess I guess we'll circle back around a little bit to Spider Zero later on.
0: Um yeah, because there's not much that Spider Zero does here other than sending Gwen uh throughout the timeline and catching her when she's blasted by Finale's machine,
1: yeah yeah I guess we'll yeah I guess we'll do yeah um another character a new character introduced for this comic is at least finale is new right finale's a
0: yeah she's a brand new character, almost like she reminds me of Lady Gaga.
1: Yeah, I love it when they do Spider Gwen villains, and they make them musicians. Um, it's something. That's what they did with Prince. Right, they did, but they, they they've done this with so many Spider Gwen villains as they will make them, if not musicians, at least musically themed, or have them have a thing for so music. Like it's because obviously it gives them like it gives you like the impression like a battle of the bands type impression whenever it go and faces off with her villains um and obviously they did it with mjarnage they did it with um they gave the punisher kind of a metal look
0: and i think you can't really count felicia as a villain more like a thorn in her side early on but she's a musician there
1: yeah, yeah, I I love it. I love it when they do this. I live it. I live for Gwen facing music villain. Um, and so yeah, finale's is the the last singer at the end of the world, um, and she steals the last remaining concerts worth full of people's lives to try and send herself back through using this machine through time. That is so that she can live out the lives in time of the like vanilla revengers team and um this is where gwen ended up getting stuck in time
0: i'm just wondering why she chose those five specifically she could have chose everyone else too but being keyed on those
1: specific five heroes maybe maybe it's more on the line like you have like five attempts at having an interesting life in reality and the five attempts for like wolverine captain america iron man um I and I, I mean, I mean, if we're being if we're being fair, there's probably there's probably more interesting people who have lived in the Marvel universe, but those are the ones that like those are the hits, right? Um, mm-hmm. for at least as far as Finale was concerned.
0: And she wants to go ahead and steal them because, uh, well, she's very egotistical here, based on her dialogue.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, her motivation doesn't have to be too out there. She's just really keen on on doing this specific thing
0: and her other motivation is that she wants to be the living meme
1: yes i like this i like the living meme thing um that was funny that in in the future memes are like a cultural moment and um yeah, it's uh it's it's fun. And
0: cuz what's that meme she used? Uh the one with the uh, lady pointing while her friends holding her back and then there's the cat and then she's like that moment when you realize that the last word in friend is end.
1: Yeah. Um and and like it's bad, but like it's bad in a way which is kind of it's it yeah, again. It's, it's 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 funny bad, right? Like it's camp. Um and I enjoy that. Um and there's also uh the Terminal 6.
0: Yeah, she just recruited them from, this is her quote, dumpster fire earths.
1: Yeah, um, so that includes, all right, let's have a look here.
0: We got Dr. Cecil Cephalopod, so that's supposed to be a Doc Ock. Yes. We got Calypso Hardy, which seems to be a fusion of Black Cat and Craven's lover, Calypso.
1: Yeah, called... uh...
0: Black 13.
1: Black 13,
0: yeah. And then we got Fossil, which is just basically Stagron's skeleton.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: And then we got um, the Glam Goblin, which is based on the uh, Bart Hamilton version of the goblin. But he's all punk rocker and
1: stuff. Yeah, his occupation is midlife crisis.
0: And then we have Roach, who when I tried to look up before to see if there were any previous uh, Roaches because of Roachman here... 'Cause it says he's an Alchemax janitor. Turns out there were three different roaches, but the most prominent one was a mutant.
1: It feels like he's riffing off the Beetle.
0: Oh, true.
1: I feel like. Yeah, I think I think I think that's what's happening there. It's like a Beetle parody.
0: Maybe. Uh, even though he's not um dressed up in Beetle tech, he's
1: just a roach man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's yeah. He's got tech. You know, he has tech. Oh, yeah. He's he's got an armor suit on. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. Um, yeah. Um, but the star of the Terminal Six, though, is uh. Oh wait,
0: but hold on, but and then there's a, a deceased six member kid carcass. We don't know who
1: he was riffing off of. We don't. In in fact, kid carcass, truth, true to kid carcass's name, is is dead. So. Um, <laughs> It was mentioned he tried
0: to steal Cable's computer, but uh, he killed him. Yeah, it's a raw deal.
1: Um, yeah. That's, uh, huh. Um, okay. Uh, what else?
0: Yeah, you said the star of the Terminal 6 and the
1: new leader. Yeah, is uh, Nightbird and uh, the Gwen Stacy from the Heroes Reborn comics. And if what you were hoping for from that comic was more kind of like Batgirl kind of action and like a uh, sapphic romance with the misty night of that universe i don't think you're going to get that here however she is back for some reason and she's also seems kind of evil so and also the solicits seem to think that she's kind of powerful as well so we're gonna we're gonna see what's going on with that
0: yeah the redacted name that we mentioned in gwen verse number four was in fact knight gwen
1: yeah, Night Gwen is here and I'm excited.
0: Even in all of the uh, covers where Night Gwen is shown, it, it looks like that she's on Ghost Spider's side when really she's the other villain of the, the evil Gwen of this event, if you will.
1: Yeah, like Night Gwen being there on the covers kind of threw me. Like, I kept thinking, oh, so they're doing Gwens from different realities. These are Gwens from different realities. But that's not what's happening here. Like, obviously Night Gwen is from, like, a different slash altered reality. But these other Gwens are all from Earth-65. They are, like, like Earth-65 Gwen has been spliced across her own timeline. It is not the case that, like, Gwen became Gwen Gwenverene in a timeline or Gwen became Captain gwen america or wherever in some timeline like which i i personally wouldn't like as much i don't think i think i like i don't i don't like the idea that gwen can just like become wolverine in one of these real- i don't i don't it's not as interesting i think she should be like a spider adjacent character at least um and i think she works here for that yeah but night gwen
0: being evil for this event that kind of seems out of left turn
1: it does and i'm interested to see what's happening there but honestly off the back of the whole like heroes reborn reality getting kind of like Secreted away, or whatever happened to it I, um maybe maybe she's evil because of that.
0: I feel like that maybe uh her motive for leading the terminal six was because uh well, finale said that she's got nothing to lose,
1: yeah, maybe that's it,
0: so I'm thinking maybe at that point in time, Finale must have plucked Night Gwen just when Earth six one six was being restored back to normal
1: yeah and and with Nighthawk coming back in the Avengers comics, like I am. I'm curious as what's going on here. Like, well, th- did 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 two writers separately think, "Oh, we could bring back this character from *Heroes Reborn* to appear in our comic," um, or is this part of something specific? Like, if if you read the Avengers comic, will it like add anything to this right now?
0: I'm like, it kind of depends whether or not if Tim Seeley actually talked to Vita Ayala and uh, Jason Aaron.
1: Yeah, I, I also that's another part of it. Like, I feel kind of bad that Vita Ayala like, clearly created this 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 new character, basically that they they, they kind of just put Night Gwen together from from very little, really, um, and and now now this character has been yeah, has the opportunity to come back, but it's being done in a completely new, out of character, kind of out of left field way.
0: It actually li- the wiki actually lists Jason Aaron as Night Gwen's creator.
1: Yeah, right. So, like, Jason Aaron, like, would have initially conceived of Knight, Gwen, and Javier Garan would have initially come up with a design, and then that character would have, like, gotten chucked over to Fita Ala to write the the tie-in issue for, basically. Which is kind of the case for most of that event. Like, any of the new characters would have been...
0: It was because when Jason Aaron first used her in Heroes Reborn number five, yeah, the Goblin was doing a takeover of Ravencroft, and Gwen just happened to get gassed by the Goblin.
1: Yeah, yeah, she got she got Jokerified or whatever. And I, I mean, no, no disrespect to Jason Aaron. I, I like Jason Aaron. Um, other comics than the Avengers run, but, um, uh, I, I, I. I, I yeah, I don't think that, like, there was enough of Night. Like, the bulk of the Nightbird stuff is, is obviously in-, in the Night Gwen comics. So.
0: But yeah, we don't know if uh, Heroes Reborn number five actually took place before or after Night Gwen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's.
0: Because um... if it took place after, and if she was still under the influence of the goblin gas, it would kind of make sense because her profile said former psychiatric doctor.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I, guess, I guess we're going to find out. I, I really hope they flesh out the stuff with Nightbird, because I'm really interested in what's going on there.
0: You mean, like, her reason for breaking bad all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, I, I want to see what's going on with that. Like, like if there's going to be a big left field turn, I want to see a big reason for that, you know?
0: Have there actually been any Batgirls who broke bad?
1: Uh, Cassandra Kane did turn evil, and to this day, Cassandra Kane stands still very upset about it, from what I understand.
0: Even though um, Night Gwen is supposed to be a Barbara Gordon pastiche,
1: yeah, more of a Barbara Gordon one. I'm trying. To, I don't know if I know any. I haven't read enough Batgirl comics, frankly, to really speak with much authority. But I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's happened in some way. You know.
0: Um. Yeah. Either way, kind of unexpected how Evil Gwen is actually Night Gwen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, I'm really interested to see what's going on. I we're going to we're going to find out, I guess.
0: Yeah, and uh again r- um really glad that we actually covered the Heroes
1: Reborn story. Yeah, it worked out. Uh, it really did. I think it was in the stars. It was. It was it all came together. Part of me thinks that like by advocating for Spider-Gwen and then like throwing in a Nightbird episode on this podcast that we have in some way contributed to this, but but that's just, you know, just me probably.
0: <laughs> probably
1: um yeah i I will say this uh jody Nishim's art on point really enjoyed it very much loved it it was solid
0: yeah very anime-esque and well this is a comic so technically manga would be the right term Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and alongside her um federico blee's colors yeah that just makes it why it seems very anime-esque because you know the colors just pop
1: yeah, and and uh, the characters' expressions all really work, and Earth sixty five feels like Earth sixty five, and everything uh, they do a cyberpunk aesthetic for the for the end of the world, and I enjoy that. Yeah, it it all came together, and uh, I you know I I'm not a big fan of the the David Nakayama covers. I don't like the way that he draws women. at Full stop. But better um, <laughs> than that, uh, it's fine. <laughs> So you mean like with a
0: cheesecakey covers as long as it's done within reason, you're okay with it.
1: Thing is, like I'm not a- I'm not against like obviously doing you know like sexy characters or sexy art or pinup. Stuff in, in mainstream superhero comics, I think that's fine. I j- I just think that the, the proportions of a David Nakayama drawing just look bad. Like you know, like they say, the cheesecakey. Cheesecakey is when sexy is done poorly, in my opinion. In in comic book art, you know, it's done in a very sort of uh male gazey, anatomically interesting approach. You know, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because um, I think me personally, with a cheesecakey artist depending on the character. I can take it or leave it. Mostly leave it, but...
1: Yeah, you know, and, and and again, and I can't emphasize this enough, I'm not against there being sexy characters, or even against Gwen being, you know, attractive in, in comic books. That's all okay, that's all fine. But, but generally speaking, like, I, especially with a character who's younger as well, you know, you want to be not doing the whole, like, really pronounced boob, shape thing that whatever David Nekiyama is doing on the front of these covers for Gwen at the moment.
0: Because, yeah, she's supposed to be Ghost Spider. This isn't Power
1: Girl. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And and Power Power Girl is a whole other conversation. <laughs> I'm going to lose my yeah. mind. Yeah, um, so sad how
0: Power Girl is most known for the boob window and large breasts.
1: Is that four-panel bit from that one comic where she, like, starts weeping because, um... The reason she has a boob window is because she was trying to think of a logo and couldn't. And now everybody knows her for having a boob window and she's having to stick with it. It's the the funniest thing I've read and I don't even know if it's serious or not because that is such a strange character design choice.
0: Well, at least they decided not to adapt her in the Arrowverse because that would have been a whole can of worms.
1: Hey, I mean, I'm sure Power Girl could be done well. I'm sure she has been done well as well. Like, I don't want to...
0: Depending if Melissa Benoist wanted to do it or not. (laughs)
1: oh no i'm picturing it now oh no um yeah um what else does that does that kind of conclude our main sort of body of discussion about this comic
0: So we pretty much like talked a lot about the glossed over plots right
1: yeah, I, I feel like we've we've touched on that. So specifically, uh, the stuff with the jackal capturing the band not touched upon. The storms exiling Gwen to six one six, where she has to stay; otherwise, her family and friends will be killed if she comes back to Earth sixty five. Very much not touched upon. And MJ's carnage symbiote is not mentioned. She still
0: has it, but they don't mention it.
1: Yeah, if yeah, if she has it, you wouldn't know it. Um, yeah. So um, we did get a couple of comments from. Uh, listeners on, on Twitter.com.
0: The first one, you actually know this person.
1: Yeah, at Night Gwens. Uh, we've spoken a little bit. Uh, I think in DMs and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, this is what they said about the comic. They said, It was disappointing, uh, sad face. More than half of the issue is build-up, and the plot doesn't seem that interesting. Glad to see Night Gwen back, though. Exclamation mark. And that's the end of the tweet. Um, and... <clears throat> yeah, you know, it is a lot of build up. In fairness, yeah, no, I, f- I feel that. Um, and um,
0: but I'm pretty sure you might change your mind by issue two.
1: I- I'm gonna say, like, it depends what they do with the build up, right? Because you can have a lot of build up to something, um, and and you- if if you stick the landing, brilliant, lovely. Uh, but yeah, no, it is a lot of build up, and 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 if if they don't if they don't use that well enough, then you know maybe this is yeah not great <laughs> in terms of hooking you in. If you don't know who Night Gwen is and you're not invested in the Gwen MJ or Gwen and Captain Stacy sort of um, relationships, you, you, you may struggle a bit with this. I feel like even though it kind of ignores a lot of continuity, this is still a comic kind of aimed at the Gwen sixty five fans, in a way. Um, it, it it it's pretty dense with references to stuff. Um, so I, you know, it it doesn't feel up as pick up and go as as, as maybe other Gwen number ones we've had in the past. You know,
0: I think Sealy promised that um, going out of Gwenverse, we get to see Gwen mature some more. But how much maturing does Gwen need to get?
1: Yeah, I'm also thinking like, you know, where do you, you know, know, obviously I don't want to be like Gwen has to stay in an immature state, but also the idea of like Gwen fixing all her problems in a like goofy interdimensional five-issue miniseries would be a little bit frustrating.
0: Because I think the last time Gwen matured was during a King in Black, remember when she apologized to MJ for always leaving, and then she said, this time you're coming with me, but then in Gwenverse, what does she do? Proceed to leave
1: again? Yeah, it's, um... I, I really do feel like we need to tackle that. Like, sometimes it's less like, you know, they, they abstractly talk about maybe Gwen's shortcomings a bit, but I really do feel like the stuff they were getting onto in Gwen Versus Carnage where like, they're specifically talking about stuff, you know, like, maybe just maybe just resolve some of that, maybe.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, we'll probably see maybe in the August solicits or maybe, maybe when it's close to Across the Spider-Verse, there'll probably be another relaunch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm... I'm I'm hoping so. Anyway, that uh, they'll be going into a across the Spider Verse with something, something with Verse in the name probably. Um, we also have another uh, comment from at Kasi Draws Stuff as well, uh, and they said uh, the art is nice, and it's nice to have another Gwen on going. ongoing. Uh, did like the Shibodaga Bandit because if there's one thing any great Spider Hero's villain needs, it's a female counterpart with a less than stellar name. Also pretty funny how memes are viewed as high art in the future uh, yeah, I agree. I did think the she bodega bandit was pretty funny. She was interesting <laughs> I, I feel like it was deconstructionist of the she the she branding I, I feel I feel like it was it was doing that for jokes like it, it didn't view that as a serious thing you know
0: I think because as of right now uh, the original bodega Bandit is still in the hospital to our knowledge.
1: Yeah, this this gives me the impression that, like, Tim Seeley has read the endings of some of these things, like, and, and doesn't, and is more just kind of trying to, like, avoid touching them in any way, which would, like, and it's it's more the case of, like, that. That's why there's a She-Bodega Bandit instead of a regular Bodega Bandit here.
0: But, uh, pretty funny how the She-Bodega Bandit tried to use corn to fend off Gwen.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was like corn projectiles, like there were multiple ones being thrown, like there were shurikens or something.
0: And with her mouth full, she's like, "Die, Ghost Spider!" Really, deaf by corn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a uh, one of those things, I guess. Pretty corny.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah,
0: but, but I think throwing corn—it still kind of reminds me of anime.
1: Yeah, is that is that is that an anime trope?
0: I think an anime trope is just throwing random stuff to fend off someone else
1: noted interesting didn't didn't know about that
0: now you know yeah
1: I do um so yeah that's it was really nice to have comments and if you want to tell us what you're thinking about Gwen first, you can do the same thing you can you can you can talk to us on at g s groupies we tweet about these comics you just you just want to go and reply in there or you can just mention us in your tweets and your takes um and we will pick them up and read them out here and discuss them or if you want to email us use Groupies at gmail.com um but yeah i mean as far as uh what opinions i have left of this you know i really like this issue um i am optimistic about the rest of the event i think that you know even if it doesn't quite do the continuity right it will still be a decent spider gwen story um and really that's that's what counts the most um and and i'm looking forward to it um yeah, I mean, and and you know, I could 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 you can kind of go into this with like expectations, maybe. Like, I know I spoke I spoke to one person; they were telling me maybe like they had a name like Gwenverse. They would expect to see like maybe Ultimate Gwen, or um, Gwen six one seven from the end of the Spider Gwen comics, who is the detective symbiote powered Gwen, um, or like just you know other Gwens from the multiverse. But but you know, other than Nightbird, it does seem that this is kind of it's not really telling that story. It's not really telling the story. I think anybody. I uh, was really expecting it to, um, so we'll see how it plays out, you know?
0: Yeah, and what I really liked about this was mostly it it was the art style, just because anime was one of my first loves, and then J- Nishijima's style, it's just like chef's kiss. Mm. It's
1: a very pleasant book to look at.
0: Yeah, and uh, how finally after... Uh, When this launched, it was a year and six days since we saw Gwen65 canonically, so I was very, very pleased when we finally got her back. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, pleased to have a uh, Gwen65 comic again.
0: Even though the only thing that
1: annoyed me was continuity. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: But yeah, that was pretty much it for my final thoughts
1: sweet so uh next episode uh obviously Gwenverse number two is coming out but it's coming out from like a month from now um and that gives us enough time to work on a new episode in the meantime so we're going to be reading uh the spider verse anthology series uh from 2019 to 2020 which featured spider zero um as written by jed mckay and several other writers um and uh, we're going to be putting uh yeah we're going to be getting into that um and you know if you if you've If you've read that, if you have thoughts about Spider Zero, also send us opinions about that as well. Uh, We'll put the links in uh, where to buy and read that. It's all on Marvel Unlimited now. It's on Comixology. It's on other sites. It's probably available as a trade from your local comic book store or Amazon or wherever. Um, So, uh, yeah... uh, spider-verse the newest most recent spider-verse comic uh not the other comics called spider-verse
0: no. oh and for the record in trade this is called spider-verse colon
1: spider zero. Oh, thank goodness because honestly it would be like because because if you type spider-verse into marvel unlimited you have you have there is there are several comics on there some of them are just called spider-verse and I am drawing an issue at this point. You can't just keep calling your comic Spider Verse over and over again when it has nothing to do with the other Spider Verse comics. Like it's not a sequel to them. It's just a new comic with spiders. And it's I'm I'm losing my mind. It's late. I, I <laughs> um, um. But yeah, uh, we're excited. We're pleased. There's new Gwen comics coming out. We're thriving. Uh, we're flourishing. We're in our lane. We're swinging between the skyscrapers of a low super new york earth 65 um and and we're looking forward to more more stuff um but yeah um we've already mentioned uh yeah follow us at gs groupies email us at ghost at gmail dot com for our thoughts for the discussion or all supporters on ko as well um but yeah um thanks everybody i've been pax
0: and i've been abigail goodbye remember kids don't kill your fans just because you want to send yourself back in time
1: very true good very wise words
0: all right bye everyone